Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Mr. Sam, you can call me Sam, and this is the Pillars of Hamilton. My guest today is Dave Birnbaum. Not only is he a guest, but he is a good friend of mine. His kids go to my school, and he's like maybe the most likable guy on the planet. Uh, everyone loves Dave Birnbaum. Um, when I when I become friends with someone on Facebook, nine times out of ten, we have a mutual friend in common. That's Dave Birnbaum because uh, everybody's his friend. And I think after you listen to this, you'll find out exactly why. So please welcome my guest, Dave Birnbaum. I am here. Episode one. Well, maybe episode one. Uh, you've, sh- you've had a few. Well, episode one of uh, the Pillars of Hamilton. Oh, boy. Yeah. So you are one of those pillars, my man. And I'm lucky enough to be on it here. Yeah. You know, this is easy for me. You were thanking me earlier. But this is like fun for me. Just being able to like get to know people, no cell phones, no one interrupting, just like a good chat. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were born and raised here? I, I was born in Marlton. And then, obviously, my parents lived in Hamilton since 1975. So they are definitely, they are Hamiltonians. Define Hamiltonian (laughs) for me, because I almost called this show, I almost used the word Hamiltonian. And then as I was asking for guests, they're like, well, I'm not officially a Hamiltonian. I better not. I was like, oh, I better change the name then. I think a true Hamiltonian is someone that is born and raised in Hamilton, but that basically stopped in 1977. Because they used to deliver babies in 1977 here at Kessler Hospital. Okay. And, and then Kessler shut down their baby wing and it moved over towards the Shore Points or the Philadelphia area, Marlton, Cherry Hill area over there. So, so what would it take now? So people born after 1977, what does it take to become a Hamiltonian? I, I, think, once, I, I think if you live here, if your parents were born and raised here, then you're a Hamiltonian. Oh, wait, wait. So if you, if your parents, if you were born here, if you're born here, you're a Hamiltonian. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Now I wasn't born here, but I would consider myself a Hamiltonian. Would other Hamiltonians consider you? I, I think so. They would, uh, they would probably say, well, Dave, you're not a true Hamiltonian with a last name like Birnbaum. Mm, there's <laughs> the last name thing too. Always the last name thing. Doesn't yep. sound too Italian, Birnbaum. <laughs> well, I'm close. It's, it's close. Is no, it close? No Italian in me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> would So other Hamiltonians would consider you one? I think so. I think so. And when you... We might re- have to put a like a vote to it to see... Uh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave Birnbaum, a true Hamiltonian. I don't know. A lot of people like to mess with you, Dave Birnbaum. <laughs> hey, I, I, get, I get tortured on Facebook. On but, Facebook? Whew. How did that happen? Yeah. Listen, I'm an easy target sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I saw a video with you in like a snake a, a year ago. Oh, I don't do well with snakes. <laughs> Not Why? at all. Snakes are one of my biggest fears. Since when? Uh, since I was a little kid. I, I don't like the way they slither around. Um, just everything about a snake creeps me out. Yeah. What did this guy <laughs> do to you? So they call me up. They said, uh, so my boss, uh, my boss calls me up and says, Dave, I need you to run over to my house and pick up a sign real quick because I forgot it in my truck. I said, all right, let me run over and get it. So as I go over there, um, I leave what I'm doing. I run over there, and they had a toy snake on a fishing rod. (laughs) 
now. Underneath where the sign was. So as I go over and I pick up the sign, here comes this black two foot, three foot snake. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, almost, I almost lost it, but it, it was fake. Caught on camera too. Caught on camera. Mm. They, they had a GoPro. They, yeah. they had oh, it on GoPro, there. top of the line for this yeah. prank. No <laughs> doubt. Only the best for Dave Birnbaum. Uh, oh, man. So, okay, I do want to get into the real estate. Absolutely. But before that, we got to talk about your before life. The life you kind of introduced me to a, a couple months ago, right? Well, let's see. The uh, what would that what would that be? Re- the refresh my memory, my brother. You're a man of the <laughs> tables. You're a man of the tables. I, I think I scared you when I was playing. I was uh, terrified. <laughs> I was not in my realm there. Like people get scared when they come to me and they see me talking to a hundred and something kids. Right. Or like, how do you do this? At that table with one dealer, I froze up. <laughs> no, I thought you did pretty well. I mean, uh, I could tell you don't have the gambling gene in your <laughs> in you, but um, you know, I, I did it for eleven years of my life. Um, I was a casino dealer, supervisor. I had a blast doing it. Loved it. Um, my last gig was at the Revel Casino. Now it's the Ocean. So when that went down, I. Uh, I chose a different path in, in my career, which what is now... What do you mean now, when that went down? That, that went down like the Titanic. It, uh, <laughs> it couldn't stay afloat because they were underwater the whole time. They, they built the casino for $2.5 billion, and they weren't even generating a million dollars a month, oh. and they just they fell apart. So they closed down for a few years, sold it for $88 million. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had that. Mm. No doubt. You can gamble all day with that. Although in that one room, I'll never forget. What was that one room you took me to? That's like the high rollers. Oh, the high limit pit. High limit pit. Yeah, no, I mean, that was... Yeah, I did a once around. I was good after that. <laughs> Those people mean... You ever go in the high... The high the what? I'm not a I'm not a high roller. No, you no, have no way. High. Yeah. No, I like my ten dollar minimums. That's good for me. Dude, you threw down. Can I say on the air? Yeah, you can throw. It. Okay, so Dave Birnbaum. <laughs> so if 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 I lose twenty dollars in roulette, I am that ruins my whole night. Dave Birnbaum drops just to show me the game, just to show me a little bit of blackjack. Right? <laughs> it was Spanish twenty one. Oh, sorry. No, but, but but here's the whole thing. I I bought in for what a hundred and twenty. Uh, was it? I thought you put down a hundred. Which I mean, hundred twenty even. I, I I think I went in for a hundred and twenty. Yeah. Okay. And uh, no, I I won one, lost one, then lost, 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 lost. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the money went pretty quick. So quick. What would you say? Four minutes? Five minutes? Yeah. It was a fifteen dollar minimum, which uh, didn't go in my favor. So does that not ruin your night? No, no, it doesn't because I went there to have a good time. So to me, that's entertainment. Uh, I, I could have either have gone to a bar and dropped a lot of money at a bar mm. or just go take a shot and, and gamble with some friends. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to be willing to lose to play the game. If you don't want to lose money, don't play the game. Oh, I bet you had to deal with some uh, characters. Oh, yeah. Day. But but as as a dealer, I had to teach and educate and how to make money on the game so when they're winning the dealers would win money too so i needed them to you tip for tips oh absolutely okay. I, I had to hustle i had to hustle for tips and, so. and that's okay for the dealer to teach the player yeah it, so i basically said it without saying it so um if someone liked what i was doing on the game 
they would try to give me money. They would try to send me like, you know, five bucks. Here you go. What I would do is I would take that chip, break it down in the five dollar one five ones, and I would tell them, hey, just put one dollar in front of that bet right there that you're betting ten dollars. So that means if they win, I win two dollars. Right. If they lose, the casino wins my money. So yeah. if if you're gonna tip a dealer, make sure you play for him. Mm. Interesting. It, it's wow. It, it's a whole different life that I know. Well, I've learned a lot about man, <laughs> and I'll definitely join you again. I don't think I could ever go alone. Uh, listen, I think me and you should go back again because I thought we had a great time that night. I definitely had a blast that night for sure. But I only lost twenty bucks. If I lost a hundred bucks, I would have had to sing a different tune. Wait, didn't you? I think you won for the night. I won. I think you were up thirty dollars at the end of the I night. I won thirty bucks. That's how they get you, though. <laughs> I know. That's how they get and you. And me, I, I walked out of there down one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but we were equally as happy. Yeah. Was, no, I mean, we, cool. we had a blast. Yeah, we, we had a blast, and we definitely have to do that again for sure. Now, speaking of Atlantic City, um, so your dad has like some serious roots there, big time roots. Yeah. My 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 dad, Charles Birnbaum, is the piano tuner of Atlantic City. And he's been down there since, uh, let's see, 19... Well, he started when uh, the resorts opened up. In 1978, he started tuning pianos. Does he still? He still tunes pianos. The man's 72 years old and still working. Really? He he goes house to house? How's that work? Yeah, so he has a contract. He's a subcontractor that comes in. And he tunes for all the big names, Elton John, Alicia Keys. Really? Yeah. Uh, bon Jovi. He's he's actually on the Bon Jovi DVD that when he performed at the Borgata. Oh, that's rad. Very, very yeah, cool. Yeah, no. So so my dad's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a legend that doesn't, he never comes out in Hamilton. Why would he? He's he, the king he, of Atlantic City. He's, he's quiet. Why leave his throne? Well, he does leave. He goes to McDonald's and he gets a, <laughs> he gets a McChicken and uh, a senior coffee. That's what he gets. That's his thing, huh? That's his thing. That's his outing. <laughs> All right. And, and he, good, Goodwill. He's a big fan of Goodwill. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Right on. <laughs> Shout out to Pops. Yeah. The, the piano tuner of... And, and also, he just he won a very, very big case uh, for the house that we have down there. Uh, we have a three-story apartment building that he uses the first floor as his office. Wait, okay, so I wanted to get into that. What, yeah. what was the case again, and why was it so big? So it was an eminent domain case that the state of New Jersey wanted to take his property to create further, um, better redevelopment in the future. There was no plan. There was no plan, so what they decided to do was let's seize everyone's property knock it down and when a builder offers us money we'll sell it to the builder and then they can build another casino or something else so That's an aggressive move yeah yeah very aggressive because if you want eminent domain you need to do something for the public use for widen the roads a school um and my dad would have been fine with giving that up with no problem um, really yeah but he went to the town meeting he said what are you going to do with my building well, we're going to knock it down and put a park bench. He said, well, my house is just as good as a park bench. Whoa. Yeah, so it was, uh, he, and that's when he got in touch with the Institute of Justice out of Washington, D.C., and they took on the case and represented my father. The Institute of Justice? Yeah, so it's a nonprofit organization, law firm, uh-huh. that takes on 
cases like this when the uh, uh, any state uses their power on a little guy. Wow. So they they needed backup. So what a great service! Oh yeah, no, it's uh, so he was picked out of thousands of applicants, and uh, they read his story. I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of history um, in Atlantic City because of my whole past in Atlantic City. We've always owned this building, a synagogue, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> <Right on. laughs> he, he goes to he goes to the first floor. That's his office. It's a three bedroom, one and a half bath, living room, dining room. And he kept on moving forward, and uh, he loves that, and that's why he never wanted to give it away. It was never about getting more money or anything like that. He just doesn't want to get rid of it. He's there for till the end, huh? He's there to the end. I mean, uh, I think you're very proud of your father. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. See no. the way you speak about him. It's very <laughs> cool. So how did it all end? Well, um, it was a seven-year case. Uh, it's been going on since 2012, and he ended up winning three times Boom. so every time he, he won they appealed they had to go through it again he won again they appealed and um so should state, be asking for something uh, for uh just he just wants the place he just wanted the place that's it yeah and uh and he ended up getting it so they now the state is going to leave him alone he ended up winning so the state has 99.9 percent of everything in Atlantic City of that whole phase of eminent domain. Uh-huh. And my dad's building is just standing there all by its lonesome and looking out to own. the to the ocean. What a boss. <laughs> he owns that one little. Uh, he's, he's, he's very <laughs> <one>. happy. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Um, and so, so we can go to Atlantic City. You get to hang out with Pops. You get to uh, go to the casinos. Yeah, so I mean, you know, when I when I worked there for so many years, I I really didn't get a chance to go over there because, you know, my my life is in Hamilton, so I would mm. I would go to work, come home, and then I it, it, for entertainment again I would go down and play a little cards or anything. So whoever wants to join me though, you yeah or anyone anyone listening, please let's uh, let's join go down. us. The more the merrier. <laughs> let's do this. Um, but so why not continue? Why not apply for another casino job? You know, I think it, it was at a time in my career that I wanted something different and I wanted to change I wanted to change what I was doing. I wanted to keep the same mentality but bring it to a different career and uh, real estate. I was always fond of real estate. I never really knew how it worked because it you know, a lot of people say being a realtor is easy. Who says that? Uh, a lot of people. Have those people uh, bought or sold a house before? Well, the, those people that say that are the people that had such a smooth transaction and they say, mm. this is how you get paid? Well, you know, on smooth deals like this, we deserve it. <laughs> you got to be in it to, uh, you know, fight for your people. And it, it's it's a battle, but it's it's fun. It's well I'd like to it. see you in action because you're such a nice guy. <laughs> I want to see like when the, when the claws come out and it's time to... I Because I, when I was in New York City and we would like go to rent another apartment... Yeah. Wow, we would walk in at the same time another person, and two yep. real estate agents would look at each other like two dogs. <laughs> they would eye each other up, and finally one of them would just ah! no. It, you know what? It, it comes down to I try to keep my same mentality. I try to stay calm throughout the whole process because the more I get worked up, then the clients get worked up. So you got to keep that balance, and you got to keep everyone on a on an even level. That's why I wish you were my real estate agent. One hundred percent. I mean that. It's a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster Buying ride, regardless. 
buying a house, buying a business, um, you know, I- anything. It's it's ups, ups and downs. Um, you go through the process, home inspection, uh, purchase price, home inspection, stay within your time frame, and then get to the table and settle on the house of your dreams or your investment. I want to buy a house now just hearing you say <laughs> this, man. The house of my dreams. Yeah. Listen, you're, you're in a pretty nice house. No, I can't complain. Uh, and now that I have this little shed to, uh, to run off to when I, when I want to do an interview, can't complain. Two pools. Uh, this, this is awesome. It's, it's not bad. Can't well, well, you're you're a well liked man, Sam. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I I, I I have a lot of I have a lot of love to give out there to the world, and uh, like I said, I love Hamilton. No, well, we we love you. Um, you know, my kids my kids come to camp. Amelia, come, Amelia, my uh, original student, one of my originals. Yeah, she's your original student, and uh, she just she finally just passed her. Uh, uh, water test. That's that a she's, big deal. Yeah, so she's swimming in the deep end she's now. Swimming in the deep end. And, and I'm like, I'm like, how hard is it? Oh, it's a hard test, Dad. It's oh, a it's hard a test. Big deal, <laughs> Mr. Birnbaum. It's a really big deal. <laughs> I, I might not even be able to do it. <laughs> Swimming's hard, man. When you yeah. haven't swam for years, like when I started learning how to lifeguard and do all that training, it'd been a long time. And I got in that pool. It took a little, a, a little learning curve, you know. Yeah. I've had CrossFit guys come and take. The lifeguard exam and after a few laps they're like i train every day well can i can i tell you something about that yeah the, the crossfit guys they're too fit they just sink to the bottom they don't <laughs> float you got to have a little meat on your bones you know they're, they're a bit top heavy are they not a little top heavy i agree I, yeah meat yeah no doubt how's your training going man uh, listen i i have my ups and downs it's it's an ongoing battle for me i got to get back to the gym and yeah. work hard i really do yeah me too it's hard for me during summer camp it's like impossible well you're outside sweating so you're getting your workout in. I've been sweating <laughs> for a week, man. <laughs> this week, am I am I right? Yeah, no, it was it was pretty crazy. So unfortunately, like I have to go pretty quickly um, yeah. for the deal. But um, you know, I can't have you leave without uh, bringing up one topic, my man. All right, what do you got for me? The Bachelorette. <laughs> oh, but listen, the Bachelorette and the Bachelor, fantastic shows. Let me. Um, if, if you think that uh, – if you're wondering how good Dave Birnbaum is at selling something, <laughs> let me tell you. I made fun of people who watch The Bachelorette and The Bachelor since it started. Right. I used to, like, want to watch shows with, like, some serious substance and some, like, real lessons to be learned. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, and so all, all of a sudden I buy this camp and I am – <laughs> Three and a half kids, another kid on the way. When at night, I want to watch a show that is where I don't have to think about a thing. And you just kept. What did you say to sell me on this? I said it's so entertaining. You get drawn in because you watch how people just say the craziest things and they fall for it. The the women, the guys. It doesn't matter. Like whatever you're watching. Um, but like the Bachelorette, the way she is with all dating twenty five guys at one time. Oh, it's, so it, it's weird. It's insane. I like if if that was me, I could never do it. I could never do it. So I like to watch how people react on on the oh, drama, the cringeworthy moments. Oh my goodness! Uh, oh, are you watching this season? Oh yeah, uh, uh, you know who I'm going to mention, right? Well, uh, so Hannah B is the Bachelorette. She's Make the sure. Bachelorette. Are yeah. you happy with that? You've seen all of them. Is she a good Bachelorette? Yeah, uh, well, you know what? She started off strong. She got a little weak. I think she. Uh, the reason why I say that is because she's been keeping Luke P around. That's uh, the one I was talking about. Yeah, Luke no, Luke P is a he's a mess. I I, I highly want everyone to watch this. <laughs> I don't want to recommend to you guys to watch The Bachelorette. I can't believe I'm even having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw, anyways, but if you happen to come across Luke P, come talk to me. We got to chat about this guy. I can't believe he's even a real human. Uh, he's he's insane. He's insane. So, I just I just can't wait to see the drama unfold. Okay, I haven't watched yesterday. No, no I haven't either. Okay, I'm watching. I, 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 so am I. So I'm after this. I'm going home to watch it. Oh my god, it's on DVR. <laughs> <laughs> we are so cool, Dave Burnbaum. Sam, thank hey, you very, very much. Wait, wait, wait. We can't leave without taking a, a, a question from the chat pack, sir. Oh, all right. So what here do we are got? Our four questions. You get to choose one, and that is the one you will have to answer, my man. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. What is this here? What do you think is the most important thing that friends can do for each other? Friends can do for each other. Wow, that's a that's a really good question. I believe the most important thing that friends can do is always be there and have each other's backs. Do you have friends like that here in Hamilton? I do, I do, and I, I think uh, you know. I mean, you know, this is a, it's a life lesson because you know when we're when we're younger, we're with our friends every day, day in and mm. day out. Then when we go when we get older, you know, people go on different paths, work, uh, families. So I believe that, you know, your, your true friends stay by your side and always have your back. And uh, I, I think that's the most important thing that friends can do your, to have each other. Your wife, Maddie. Shout out to you, Maddie. When I needed something, when we had a little emergency here, didn't have to ask twice. I was just like, here, let me, let me try Maddie. Boom, she helped. Absolutely. I used to know a thousand people in New York City. If I needed just someone to, like, walk my dog, it was, like, a real task. Here in Hamilton, like... I'm not going to say I was welcomed with open arms, <laughs> but after I passed that test, of, uh, that's another thing I love about Hamilton is like they're weary. They want to make sure that if you're coming into your, their town, you're a good person. Yeah. You're going to be a positive. Uh, you're going to make a positive impact on this town. And um, I really appreciate that about this place. And like I was saying before, like if I called Dave, if I called Maddie and a plethora of other people here in Hamilton, I feel like. We have so many people who have our backs. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and you know what? That's one thing about this town. Everyone here does have your back. And they will they will stick by you and always root for you. I mean, you know, if they're not saying something uh, like like making fun of you in a fun way, that that means they don't like you either. Oh, so the people love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you well, that's that's what I was told growing up. So I guess uh, I guess that's true, right? It's true. It's definitely <laughs> true. But um, okay. So that question was all right. But I have two very Dave Dave Birnbaumist questions. So we gotta do one more. All right. Choose from here. Choose what wisely. What we got here? All right. What is the most unusual thing you've ever found? Oh, boy. The most unusual thing. Is there nothing? Because I kind of already know the answer to this one, and I just wanted you to pick uh, this all one. All right. Let me, let me see that one uh, okay. of, the, of the other one. Make this your last one. All right. Let me try this one here. What is the silliest thing you have ever done? It's going to be hard to narrow it down <laughs> to one, I'm sure. But you've told me some stories of uh, some crazy things you've done. Oh, man. Silliest thing. Well, one of the one of the craziest things I've ever done was when I was in middle school. We'll go back. We'll go way back. When I was in middle school, my eighth grade year, I got on the intercom, kind of like what I'm doing right now. Uh-huh. And I told this girl <gasps> that I love her over oh, the intercom. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't even know what love was back then. Oh. And 
I was thrown off. Yes. I was thrown off the intercom, <gasps> and I was sent home. And I lived across the street from the middle school. Can we at get the time. some? Can we get some backstory? Like uh, not with the the love, but like the, you getting to the intercom. How so did that happen? well because I was on the committee where I could be on the intercom and talk about uh, the the certain lunch. Now they don't let anyone on the intercom. They let the workers. But I used to go on and say. Steak on a torpedo roll, <laughs> right? And, and give everyone their lunch menu for the day. It was great, and uh, people people were like, "Dave, that's it. that's really funny." So I said, "Listen, I'm on it for the last week. I'm gonna give some shout outs." <laughs> I didn't think I would get in trouble. <laughs> How'd she respond? Everyone just turned and looked at her because we were all sitting in the cafeteria, and there I am on the microphone oh saying this, gosh. and everyone just turns her. She turned bright red. <laughs> And, and then she ended up uh, marrying one of my best friends, and then I was the best man in their wedding. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it was good Did it you was work it story. into the wedding speech? Did you work that into the wedding speech? I did. I did. <laughs> I, I, was, yes. I also told him, I said he was lucky that she didn't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now that you do have this intercom in front of you, is there anyone you, now that you know the meaning of love, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to no, that well, you love out there? I, I give a shout out to my beautiful wife, Madeline. Uh, I love her so much. We've been together 16 years. 16 years, 10 years married, and four children. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been a, an awesome ride, and I'm ready to, you know, go another 16 years and more. And, and another four children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the kids are done. The kids yeah, are done. for me too. We're, we're both in this rare uh, club uh, of the four children. The four club. children. No, I mean, that's... Uh, it's a good thing we love them, man. <laughs> that's right. So, and, and now you're having your girl. So I'm having my girl. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna need some coaching. I'm gonna need uh, some help from Dave Birnbaum because you are obviously a master. You are the real estate guy to go to here, to here in Hamilton, New Jersey, and uh, you are a great hater of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate everything, and Sam, thank you so much for having me on the show, and I just really hope. Uh, you know, everyone listens, and, uh, you know, if they have anything to say, come and talk to me. No doubt. Definitely talk to Dave Birnbaum if you need anything from uh, from buying a house, selling a house. And uh, come talk to me if your kids want to have a great time. Uh, you know what? You know we're here every year. Camp Tuscaloosa's place <laughs> to be, baby. All right, guys. We are out of here. Thanks for doing this. Let's hey, do it again thank sometime. thank you. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. Good night, people.